Hey guys, welcome to episode 66 of the JV Club with Clea Duval. This is an episode that was recorded before I went to New Zealand. I'm delighted to be releasing it uh, today. I want to just um, quickly acknowledge that I, listen, everybody knows that I was super uncomfortable with the idea of naming uh, the listeners because it felt somehow self-serving. And I know that we were sort of living in varnacles, janitors, mashups, janitors kind of land. Um, but I've been incapable of of finding anything that I can really hold on to just because, I don't know, for some reason I just can't, I can't like make a final decision. So I guess I'm going to go with the janitors. <laughs> I think I might go with the janitors. Um I think there's something funny about it, and I think it also uh, reminds me of high school a little bit because the custodians were often my favorite people um, at the various schools that I went to. I mean, is everybody okay with that? It's, this is not how this is supposed to work. I'm supposed to be super like Marin Slick and be like, what's up? Or like Pete Holmes, what's up, weirdos? And instead I'm like, um, is everybody okay if we call it up the JV, the janitors, the, the, I, I don't know, babble, babble, babble. So, um, I don't know. Thanks for hanging in. And, uh, I guess we'll get to the bottom of this, uh, via this episode. So what's up janitors? The other thing I want to do before I give shout outs is I want to acknowledge, um, the hummingbird update. Listen, guys, I've not seen the hummingbird in her nest. I'm concerned that she's abandoned her nest. I was hoping for an egg. Heavens knows I was hoping for a baby honey hummingbird. Almost said honeybird. We all heard that, didn't we? Yes. I was hoping for a honeybird. But um sadly, I have not seen you know, she was she was in the nest when I got back from New Zealand, and then she flew out of it, and I looked to see if there was an egg, and there wasn't, and I just haven't seen her at that nest since. So I told Tina about it, you know, my birding friend that uh, was episode 60, what, 64? And she said, you know what? Maybe she thought she was feeling eggy, and so she built a nest, and then she didn't end up having any eggs in her. So I'm going to consider that imperial authority. Uh, and 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 I don't know at what point I need to, like, go and just maybe collect the hummingbird nest as a memento, but I, I assure you I'm going to leave it out there at least through the summer. So no worries on that. Um, let's get into some shout-outs. Uh, most of these are emails. Uh, I have some notes from uh, Facebook and the Nerdist pages. I want to um, acknowledge David for sending a very thoughtful email that had some content that I'm going to discuss on my next recording with my next guest. I want to thank Jules and Hannah for uh, putting some really great thoughtful articles on uh, the Facebook uh, page um, for you guys to check out. Kanan for your marvelous koalasaur with sex nerd, sex nerd Sandra. Shmoo for the pink mashup uh, information um, and all of your lovely comments and tweets, Shmoo. Uh, uh, Emma is a new listener. I met her in person in New Zealand. What a joy. Jennifer Yu on Facebook. Terry B. Um, Thank you so much for uh, everything that you do. Really, everything. Uh, Thomas D., uh, thanks for informing me that the fire ferret is definitely a combo of two animals. Uh, Ono, thank you for um, reminding me not just about the singularity, but also about the idea of uploading your consciousness into a computer, which is fascinating. Um, That's up on Facebook as well. Alyssa H., uh, I appreciate that you are a young person who knows the references we make. That makes me feel much less ancient. Lorelai, thank you for complimenting my laugh. Um, Here's the thing. I was shooting uh, Key and Peel today, and I laughed really loud. And and Keegan Michael Key said, oh, my God, your laugh is the most onomatopoetic 
uh, laugh I've ever heard. Like it literally sounds like you're saying ha 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 ha. And I realized <laughs> that is exactly what my laugh is. And I, then I couldn't stop laughing. And then Jordan said, do you also cry like this? Oh, what a joy. Couldn't love shooting that show more. I love those guys so much. Uh, I want to thank Amanda W., who is an Auckland dweller. Uh, yes, I will be back to New Zealand. I cannot wait. Lizzie, who I met at Armageddon. Kelly Mick. Uh, you did the wonderful Rainbow Bright uh, illustration on Facebook that I just loved. Amy W., Gloria K., Julie M., Kelly M. for your emails. Ken R. for your emails. Can't wait to check out the yearbook sessions. Stephanie Y., I'm so glad you're a dorky dancer just like I am. And then I just want to acknowledge uh, all the wonderful comments on the Sarah Benincasa, Christina Jasberg, and Sex Nerd Sandra site. I responded to uh, you guys on the website, so I won't take up any more of your time here. Um, this is one of my classic clunky intros. I'm super super excited about it. It's an extra long one. Um, and for those of you who are new listeners, I'm sure I will attract many Clea Duval fans who've not heard the podcast before. I want to welcome you in and let you know that this is a pretty standard intro for me. I'm a real dork. I make a lot of mistakes and I don't re-record. But uh, Clea Duval is about as cool a cucumber as they get. She's awesome. She's a buddy of mine. Um, we really enjoyed recording together and, uh, and I really hope you enjoy this episode. I will talk to you guys soon. Now entering... Nerdist.com Totally 100% plan free. This is a 100% (laughs) plan free podcast. Um, Do you normally have plans for people? I don't. I mean, I think when I started the podcast, I felt like I, this is terrible. I'm already admitting that I don't do enough research. (laughs) At the beginning, like for example, when I interviewed Connie Chung, I was not (laughs) going to go show up at the Dakota where Connie Chung lives and be like, so Connie, what's up? I felt like I needed to know a lot about her. Right. Uh, and she is a journalist, so I felt like I had, to, had a journalistic responsibility. Right. Um, there are some people that if I don't know them at all and I feel like I need to have some sort of a jumping off point, I'll like, I will like Google them or whatever. But sometimes that backfires on you too because um, like in the Carrie Kinney episode, which was one of the first I ever recorded, I said, when I was so excited on your wiki page, I I don't even know if I said that. I think I just said, I think it's so cool that you play the banjo. And she was like, I don't play the banjo. And then I was super (laughs) embarrassed. She was like, that's on my wiki page. And I just think it sounds so cool that I've never taken it off. So who even knows what's real anymore? Well, pretty much Wikipedia is not real. Right? I mean, because anybody can... Anybody can say anything. I feel like... I don't even know what my Wikipedia page says because I went there one time years ago and I was like horrified by it. Um, it just seems so it was like it was the weirdest tidbits of information pulled from different places and they were just random sentences and yeah I don't know I haven't looked at mine in a very long time but I have been like interviewed by lazy journalists who just yeah. look at that and yeah. then they ask me questions and I'm like well that's actually not true so and then they Can I had you, one some yeah. one journalist fight with me oh. 
over it. And I was like, no, I'm telling you. And she's like, he was like, you don't have to feel ashamed or lie. And I was like, I'm not. I'm really not lying. No. It was about dropping out of high school, which is actually says all over the place, which is not true. I graduated high school barely. That was my next but question still. was what can you give me a couple of factoids that are in fact completely not true. But oh, that yeah. I dropped out of high school. I graduated. Where, so where did that come from? I have no idea. Someone, oh, that's all it takes on I the have internet. No idea. Yeah, that's all it that's takes. That's so bananas. Yeah. But you did just barely graduate from high school. Yeah, I wasn't the best student in the world. But also, like, my in my senior year, I, like, had a job and didn't live at home. So I was, you know, I had a lot going on. It's not like... When you say had a job, what... Uh, do you mean already acting, right? No, I didn't no. start acting until I, I, after high school. I was okay. 18 when I started acting. In my mind, you've been around a lot. Like, as <laughs> long as... I, you know, we were, like, the same age. So in my mind, I feel like I've been watching you on stuff forever. And if you'd said... You've been watching me and stuff, Janet, since you were 13 or whatever. I would have completely believed it and put it on your wiki page. And then that would have <laughs> you should. been another mistruth. that, that you have been watching me since you were Janet 13. Janet Varney has been... Listen, <laughs> anybody can add anything yeah, to Wikipedia. So it really could become the Clay Duval page as it affects Janet Varney. Yeah, exactly. Well, isn't that... Well, for you, it really would Early be. career. Clea yeah. Duvall had no idea she would be working on the JV club, working because I pay yeah. all my guests. <laughs> Guys, I guess I've never told you, I pay people $1,000 to do the JV club. Oh my God, what if that were true? What if I could afford to just shell out checks to have guests on? I that guess would, it becomes something different. It would become something different. And that would be kind of gross. I wouldn't want yeah. your money. I would maybe want to steal some things out of your house, but I, I wouldn't want your money. We did pick through some stuff together, Clea and I, and there are some things that I... Um, long story short, you know, guys, I know that, uh, you've heard me talk about the art installation that I did. Um, if you're ever curious about that, by the way, I don't think I've ever given you the website, but the website is fleetingimmersion.com. The idea is that we were doing, it was a very short installation, but pretty much everything was for sale. And so it was like, and it was, you walk into the gallery, but it's like, you're kind of like, you're walking into someone's home. So like the old telephone is for sale and like the comic books are for sale and the astronaut dried ice cream is for sale. And, um, and so it was, the idea was like very temporarily, you're sort of immersed into this world So cool. and then, and then it's gone. So it's called fleetingimmersion.com. But um, I was showing Clea some of the stuff from that installation, some of the stuff that didn't sell. And um, and I suddenly realized, oh, that, like technically I don't own this. Technically this stuff is still for sale. And uh, and so there's a piece that I think maybe she's going to end up uh, owning. I hope um, so. But guys, don't worry. There's still plenty to go around. <laughs> uh, I'm going to remove this bramble from my dog. You'd think that he was out hiking, but he hasn't been. Um, so what made you a bad student? Were you, uh, was it like, that? were you bored? Were you, I mean, I know you said you had a job, but that's the last, you said that's the last year of high school. So one assumes, two. I mean, were you a good student up until things got busy and crazy or? No, I had a very um, abnormal upbringing and I didn't go to normal schools until I was, uh, 15 until I was the halfway through my the second semester of sophomore year of high school and like because I um, because I didn't really go to normal schools I didn't really have I had no education and I had no transcripts so um, I hope nobody gets in trouble for this it would be kind of um, ridiculous because it was so long. Oh my god! It was like thirty-five. There's years a ago. huge like <laughs> lawsuit going yeah. on that becomes front page news. <laughs> that uh, be weird. We, that we had to get. Um, my parents had to get um, falsified transcripts for me. 
okay. saying that I had done all, taken all of these classes and had all these credits that I didn't have. Where were you before then? I'm jumping all over the place. Um, I was uh, here in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. but in a, in in just like an an unusual circumstance, an unusual upbringing, and um, so. We so then when I got placed in uh, high school, I was like placed according to these fake transcripts. So according to all of these things that I was supposed to have taken but never took, so I would just get thrown into like algebra two when I the last math I had learned were like my times tables. Yeah. So it was really, and I couldn't say anything, or I thought I couldn't say anything. I probably could have busted. Hindsight, but like I, and also my parents didn't know what were they going to help me with? Nothing yeah. if they were even around at all. Um, but like I, so yeah, so it was, I just didn't have, I didn't, I just didn't, ha- I just didn't know what was going on. So it was really hard to catch, to catch up, you know, basically on the yeah. prior however many years of education, I 10 mean, years of education. I was what about cheating? <laughs> no, I did cheat. I did cheat and I got caught. I got, I cheated in geometry and that was always where I, che- I mean, you can't really, there's a most subjects you can't sense. really cheat that easily, but math is like pretty easy to cheat. Yeah. So and, and by cheating, I just mean like someone else is nice and lets you like just take the answers from them which i would do i would like not i would miss the day of the test and then go in and take the test another day and somebody would give me all of the answers and then i was doing really well in that class (laughs) but the teacher was actually one of the only teachers i really liked he was a very sweet man and he actually caught me cheating no and he wasn't angry he was just it was like he it crushed him yeah which is worse yeah it was worse i felt so guilty (laughs) I felt so bad. Yeah. And I know because when you're a teenager, you don't really, I mean, you, the, first of all, everyone knows that we have no sense of mortality when we're teachers, we uh, teachers, when we're teenagers, <laughs> we have no sense of like scruples. Sure. But I feel like the difference between right and wrong is a lot more microcosmic than, um, than it is when you get older. And so something like cheating couldn't have felt less significant to me. Yeah. It was like, I would never, go out with my girlfriend's boyfriend or I would never, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the sort of, I had morals, but when it came to stuff like academics, I just, I think in your mind when you're, I mean, I, I'm, I obviously I'm not speaking for everyone, but even me who was like a pretty good kid in terms of like not hurting other people or not, you know, really doing so. I don't know why I'm saying that. Everyone knows I stole like ev- everything I ever owned back then <laughs> just for the rush. But um, I don't know. I just feel like I was an okay kid. And yet the idea of cheating on a test was like, so? Because it doesn't really feel like you're hurting anybody. Yeah. You're just, who you're really cheating is yourself. Please tell me and he that said that. <laughs> Please tell me he looked at you with tears no. in his eyes and no, shook his head sadly. I don't even know if he said anything to me. It was more like he caught me and he was upset. And then I don't know if he even said anything, which was oh. worse. Really like triggered my codependency. Yeah. Um, and I... I don't remember what happened. Well, because I just didn't think. Because I just thought, like, what do you care? What yeah. do you care if I'm cheating? Or if I, I know. know oh, that's and that's where I was going with it. Is like that's his life. I mean, that yeah. is his career. So he's dedicated that. himself. You, yeah. Of course, you don't think about that then. But when you think about this guy who dedicated yeah. himself to your higher learning, yeah. and and then just to have somebody like. And then you I know. had like miraculously started like doing better in his class, probably. <laughs> He was like, oh, the student is really improving. Right. right. No, she's not. Or she's something cheater. going on. Yeah. Cheater. 
Um, um, yeah. Did you like any of your classes? I liked English. I liked yeah. anything. And I had a, took a creative writing class and anything that had to do with um, writing, I really liked. God, I loved creative writing. Me too. I don't know when that... I don't want to say it died for me because I do still write, but I mean, I used to just like love any assignment where I could just write flowery descriptions of stuff. <laughs> it was, didn't even feel like homework. Yeah. It was just like, let me get at it. Mine wasn't really like flowery. I had read that book, Go Ask Alice and was so obsessed with it and was just like wished that I was a teenage Wait. runaway too. For oh, I was going to ask you, I couldn't write. I just forgot what Go Ask Alice is. It's that book that's like a memoir, but it's kind of, it's a diary of this like kid who runs away from home and gets really into drugs. I mean, I haven't read it since I was a teenager, so yeah. maybe I'm not giving a the a good enough um, summary of what it's about, but. I I get that confused with Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, which oh, I'm not yeah. even sure what that, and, but, and I don't I, know what that is I know, either. wait, but my problem maybe is I've, I've confused friends. them and I also don't remember. To the two same Alice's. Same out. Al- now we're starting rumors. It's same a sequel. Al- <laughs> the same it's a sequel. Yeah. It's, it's the same person. Well, it's written from the parents' perspective. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Alice and doesn't live here anymore. I think it's about Alice in Wonderland. Oh my God. I Alice could be wrong. Wonder- Wonderland was a teenage runaway. She kind of was. I could be wrong. The original teenage runaway. Um, I mean, I guess that's actually a really good point. I wonder if that's why people, because it does seem like a lot of characters, young girl characters, like who get into trouble. Are named Alice. I guess it's all after. That hurts. Thanks, that Lewis Carroll. That is Carol. a trip. Oh, I'm so Lewis Carroll, right? By that. Lewis Carroll. Yeah. See, I don't have an education. I don't know if you've heard that. Um, sure. Oh, I definitely know you dropped out of high school. <laughs> There's no question about that. Wait, no, I didn't. Um, nice. So somewhere along the line, you must have said something like, "Yeah, high school was a trip, and it was really hard for me, or whatever." And someone was like. Well, she definitely dropped out. Let's make sure everyone thinks that's the case. I think because I was maybe it's because I lived I didn't live at home for my last year of high school people and like I had a job and I was like what was your job I worked at Fab's Italian Kitchen in Sherman Oaks California in the takeout counter takeout window taking people's delivery orders or pickup orders Mm -hmm. making salads Mm -hmm. um, trying to not get stuck alone with the line cook in the walk-in freezer refrigerator was that a thing it was a thing. Aye, aye, aye. It was really great. Um, <laughs> nothing bad ever happened to you guys. I mean, I wouldn't want my daughter having to put up with that, but I was pretty yeah. tough. Yeah. I was a pretty tough kid. Why were you so tough? Just because of the I don't know. Because I, I mean, my dad really emphasized like street smarts with me. Like he was always, basically just made me terrified of the world. <laughs> like be careful of everyone. Everyone is trying to harm you. Uh-huh. Um, which turns out to be not true. Mostly partially true. No, not really. Stop looking. You're really looking at me. Um, so uh, I don't know. I don't. What was the place called again? Fab's Italian Kitchen. It's still there. The food is really good. Everybody Um, should go there. It's really, really good. And it's a really. It's the same family who's owned it since I was a kid. It's in Sherman Oaks, where on Van Nuys and Dickens. Van Nuys and Dickens. There it is. Yeah, it's really good. I know a few people who live right by that uh, particular. God, I, I just realized that I know I, there, for some reason there are a lot of people who live in houses just above that. If you're ever at their house and you want takeout, you should order it from there. Fabs. Well, I my problem take is order. That I, but I do have that pesky gluten allergy. It makes eating Italian food such a pain in the ass. I think they have gluten-free pasta now. Do they? I think so. Well, everybody does now, I feel like. I mean, a lot of places do, but there are definitely places that still don't. I feel like they might. 
because they're trying exciting. to keep up with the times. That's really exciting. Yeah. But is Fabs the name? Is that like the shortened name of the Fabricini, family? Fabricini, I think, is go. the family name. Maybe I'm saying that wrong. Fabuloso yeah. is more like it. Yeah. Not to be confused with the Fabiolas, which yeah. is, now I'm just getting real into specific places in Los Angeles. <laughs> real into them. Mm. So what kind of, by the way, I just did that thing where I was drinking... I don't know if I brought this up on my podcast before, but it's one of my favorite annoying things that both I do and other people do where I still want the floor or I'm making it clear that I'm about to say something. So God forbid you open your mouth and say anything, even though here comes the bottle and then, mm, mm, yeah. mm, Yeah. mm. Okay. Now I'm still talking. Yeah. That is so annoying, but I totally just did it in a sincere way. I apologize to everyone. I didn't even, I didn't think anything of it. I'm glad to hear it. What, uh, I was like, th- this always helps paint a picture for me too with, with, uh, with teenagers, but like, what kind of music were you into? Um, I loved, um, like the Pixies and the yeah. Cure yep. and, um, PJ Harvey, like that first PJ Harvey record she made, I think was on, like in my playing on my car stereo tape deck, um, for all of my senior year. I gotta be honest with you. i kind of forgot about pj harvey until you just said that but i know that she was and a total game changer too yeah how dare i forget about her and her new record is so good you should listen to it interesting it's really good pj harvey and then who else did people listen to that i felt were too cool for me it was like (laughs) maybe like cat power and well cat power was a little more recent yeah that's um and like lucinda williams i didn't listen to Um, lucinda williams until i was an adult and who's that one girl why am I blanking on her? Patty Smith? No. She's more PJ Harvey age. Um, mm. Like, she doesn't look like her music would sound like it does. She's what like is her music blondish, like? reddish hair. Um, it has a kind of punk. Liz Fair. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I right? PJ Harvey Liz and Liz Fair, you could put together. Was Liz Not Fair as this- a little bit later, though? Is she? I feel like it was a little bit. Don't let that mic stay too far away. Or I don't. I'm sorry. Sound like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just also saying very that because of my, speaking too people will be sad because my voice will be so loud and yours will be so okay. quiet. They'll be like, ew, Janet, shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, because I feel like I remember. Well, maybe it came out sooner than I discovered it, but I remember after high school very specifically listening to that. Yeah. Liz Fair and PJR, but those, the reason I can't tell you that is that they were like cool girls that I, for some reason, felt like were too cool for me. But I was a huge Pixies fan, huge Cure fan. Um, oh, Hole, to like the, Hole was a big deal. And you listened to Hole. I loved I never, Hole. I never got into Hole. I wasn't that into Nirvana either. Something Nirvana about Courtney Love rubbed me the wrong way. You know, I know she's very divisive in that she's way. Just so gentle, though. Is she? No. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I mean, yeah. we have friends who are, I, I didn't, I, it's entirely possible that you're friends with her. We certainly have friends who are friends with her. Um, I've never met her. I can't, uh, I cannot judge her actual personality in any way, shape or form. Um, I think she, what either she was victimized by the media or she played the media the way she wanted to play the media, which is also totally fine. But for whatever reason, uh, she just always rubbed me the wrong way. Um, I, I mean, I will always have, um, I will always respect that band and that record. And like, it was such a big deal and so empowering. And like, I do respect, it's like, it's a different, it's a respect, but as a, yeah. 
I mean, it's I hard to, I, I mean, it's anything, it. any, anytime you involve the media in anything in any way, it's hard to really know like what the reality of the situation is and what you actually feel based on what you've seen. And that's why you think that it's like, I know it's such a, it's so hard fuck. to form like real opinions about, well, also it's like, how do you, how, how, how can you really form an opinion about a person you don't know, which I, is what the media is trying completely, to get you to do all the time. Completely, completely. Yes. And there are so many times when <clears throat> I hear about something and I think, first of all, I don't know the whole story. Second of all, the problem is is that the media often wants you to think you do know the whole story. Mm-hmm. They're like, let me just flesh this out for you. Yeah. And you don't know the facts. And so you start to form an opinion. And then so many times I've been like, I'm forming an opinion on someone that I would rather not dislike. Right. I would rather enjoy their work. And I have no idea. Like, remember the whole... I was just thinking about this the other day because... Um, I love Homeland and I love Claire Danes mm-hmm. and I was thinking about like all the drama surrounding her and Billy Crudup and oh, yeah. um, and uh, see I just did a thing like Mary I Louise have an Parker. opinion about it like oh Mary that's Louise a shame Parker. but what do yeah, I know? it was I like know? such a big deal it was like oh my god she's the other woman you know Mary Louise yeah. Parker the poor thing was pregnant oh, yes on paper it is like oh what happened there but like life's messy who knows what goes on well who even knows also like most people don't have to deal with it being like aired out in public for everyone to see and like idiots like us having an opinion about it i know i can't even imagine it would it's awful i can't even imagine i i've had a very slight uh paparazzi kind of experiences with more fame you know famous friends of mine and it just leaves the worst taste in your mouth it just feels so icky it's really weird ay 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 yeah. So that was like a whole tangent based on whole, but yeah. <laughs> um, now I feel bad for ever saying that she wrapped me the wrong way. No, it's, for whatever but that's reason. The other thing, that's yeah. the other thing is like there are certain like musicians or actors or whatever that I don't like that I'm just like, oh, that person's so irritating. But it's like why the thing that I sort of try to catch myself on is having such a strong opinion or like emotional reaction to a person I don't know, you know, being yeah. like, oh my God, I hate that person. Yeah. Oh, you know? I know. It's Where terrible. you're just like, well, okay, what? It, can't you just like not dis or feel neutral or just not feel like why does it have to be like there are certain you know care and usually it's like an actor on a television show playing a character where i'm just like oh that person and And it creeps in i know and it's just like i think that we're so you know like we're so programmed to go into a place of negative thinking i agree with that and i also think i i definitely agree with that and i also think that you know we don't the we i think we understand on a mental like you know, sort of cerebral level, we all understand, and I'm including people who are are in this business, but Eve, but isn't it interesting? I mean, hopefully it's interesting, guys, but isn't it, it's interesting to me that like people who are in the public eye in some way even are guilty of that too, or find themselves being manipulated in the same way by what their, how their opinions form. But on a cerebral level, we do understand that we're watching characters, but at the same time, we're social creatures, and in our lives, we have people who annoy us. Mm-hmm. You know, you go, you go to your like. For those of you who have a nine to five job, and you go to your job, I, I can't imagine that there aren't many of you who have mm-hmm. like at least one person at your job where you're like, I cannot stand them. It's not their fault. Right. They just get on my, you know, they get under my skin, they get on my nerves. And why not have that reaction to someone on the screen as well, even if it's a character? we're sort of conditioned to like, like you said, you know, get irritated easily or Mm -hmm. be very critical or, you know, it's kind of just a part of like how we're socialized, I think. Yeah. And how, I mean, I think it's also like 
really like lazy of us to 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 go to so willingly and easily go to a negative place about another person even if it is somebody in our lives that like annoys us or something and i've you know like i've recently been really trying to like look at because of course there are people who annoy me you know i'm a human like i'm not perfect and i like can get like cranky or irritable i really don't feel like i'm judgmental which is i think good not to pat myself on the back but i you know like i've been really trying to look at like why why does that what is that person doing specifically that's triggering something in me and usually it's something that i do or some way that i am or some way that i'm afraid that i could be for sure you know for sure you know something yeah or that it's a there's a vulnerability there of like i think that there are people you know there are people that i have thought like they bother me but if i really search myself i'm probably intimidated by them oh yeah sometimes it's not even that you know sometimes it's in the opposite direction it's like oh "Oh, that person is so like i think i've been equally hard on somebody who i look at and think oh you're obnoxious and i'm afraid i'm obnoxious and then i've looked at someone else and been like they're so obnoxious because they're not obnoxious (laughs) because i'm jealous that that they're that they seem to just have it together yeah Um, no there was an actress an actress that i've known for probably like god 15 years or something like that and she, I think, is so cool and so talented. And and I always was like, well, we're going to be friends. Like, obviously, we had all these friends in common and we would be around each other. And I was like, I don't understand why you're not trying hard to be my friend. Like, what? <laughs> what's going on? What's like, happening? Yeah, what's I don't understand what's here? happening. Like, don't you want to be friends with me? Don't you realize that we should be friends? And um, and it turned into this. And, like, over the years, it just turned into this thing where I was just like, oh, she's such a bitch. Like, what's her yeah. fucking problem? Yeah. You know, and then when I like got older and I really like, you know, stop also stop. Why not? Why couldn't I have like made some more of an effort instead of just like sitting in back waiting her, waiting for her to bang down my door to be my friend. Right. You know, like, right. But you know, I sort of like caught myself at a certain point and just started instead. Like, but because I had turned her into like this thing and this yeah. person and like wrote this story about her. Yeah. Like I, it prevented, that's what started to prevent me from actually being friends. Sure. With her. Sure. And then when I kind of like dropped that storyline and like, realized that I was like a mature adult and you know my mid to late 20s at that point I was just like oh we can oh we can be friends now and now we are friends and we do get along but it's like you know it's just it's hard to like catch ourselves when we're like creating that's such a great point though I'm so glad you brought that up because that is another huge thing that we do right is just create these like amazing stories about what's happening around us and so and principally how you know, principally what people must think of us. Yeah. And it's so crazy. It's like, I guess we're trying to protect ourselves in some way by trying to figure it out in some like fucked up, figure non-helpful way. Like, um, we're just, just, you know, like to, like to make a story because we feel like we have to know, like we have to understand someone's behavior and, you know, in the example of, you know, you wondering why she wasn't reaching out to you, that some part of you, I don't know. I always, I feel like a lot of the time when we, I feel like a lot of the time we do things to protect ourselves subconsciously that we don't realize we're doing to protect ourselves. Like somehow we tell, like even, you know, you really want something, you really want a part, whatever. Mm -hmm. I know that's very Hollywood, but, and so you just assume you're not going to get it. And it doesn't like, that doesn't help anything except that I guess you're just trying to protect yourself from feeling worse if you hope that you get it and you don't. Right. Well, I mean, I think 
a lot of it is expectation and like creating expectations for things and then that no one else really knows about and then when they don't happen you're incredibly disappointed but disappointed but that's again like something that you've sort of like created or whatever and it's i think that none of us like no one likes to feel uncomfortable you know and no one likes the that like space of the unknown like we're very uncomfortable when we don't know what's going to happen you know yeah. when even though we can think that we know what's going to happen but we don't really know what's actually going to happen because yeah. like you know we could get that job that we really, we really want and then they could like lose the money and then like for the thing or the show or you could get hired and then you get fired like you just don't even when you think you know like all the only time you know what's going to happen is after it's already happened yep you know that's a great way of putting so it so it's you know, in terms of that stuff, like that expectation and the writing, the storylines and like the future surfing, which I think like everyone's a big fan yeah, of. Yeah. You know, it's just it's a it's really hard to just like stay present and stay in the moment and Ugh. stay connected with what is what is, you know, staying connected with reality. Basically. That's what I mean. I guess that is why it's so funny the way things happen in cycles that, you know, the secret cycle and then the sort of power of now cycle mm-hmm. and the way that, you know, something starts out. As but speaking of surfing, like it surfs the sort of uh, zeitgeist, and pretty much like five minutes after it becomes really popular, then it's just really cool to shit all over it, and it's yeah, always exactly. funny to kind of go back and go, "Wow, I spent so much time making fun of the power of now." I- I probably have a copy of it somewhere that I've never even read, and how much of it would actually serve me? Yeah. If I'm able to have a perspective on it and not just be like, this is the new gospel, which is sort of what happens when stuff like that comes out. And I'm the first one to be like, no, it's not. You know, it can't be. If everyone's into it like this much, it has to be more commercial than anything else. But um, but that made me think, too, in the idea of like telling stories to yourself about other people. I mean, was it easy again with the jumping around? But was it easy to adapt to the social environment since you'd had a kind of a different upbringing and such a different, and I don't want to pry into no, that, no, what that was, was, but, um, it, no, it was, I mean, yeah, it was, it was weird. Also, it's just, you know, being a teenager is the worst, yeah. pretty much the worst thing you could do to yourself is be a teenager. <laughs> um, and then being in your twenties. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you know, so that was bad enough. And also just like going into a school halfway through the school year, at 15 years old and like being kind of like you know not like I wasn't the like my teenage years weren't like the greatest years for me physically um many people have said the same that's certainly how I feel um so you know it it was difficult and there were also like um there were also a couple of people that I knew at the school who didn't like me so then were like spreading rumors about me which I feel like how do they know you not to like you they, we like all we grew up together and like people that I've been oh. friends with or whatever and like I had done this thing where I told this lie that really made someone mad and when I was like 13 mind yeah. you but like oh no um so they oh no this like crew the crew of like three yeah. people but you know they sort of told everybody about me before I got oh, there no. and sort of turned people against me before I got there did you have that like icky apprehension feeling in your stomach when you I started I don't really remember. I don't really remember. I mean, and I also don't really remember how I knew that they had told people. I think someone told me. Yeah. As I started to make friends. And yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I did. I don't really remember. Eventually, I made friends. I feel like by the end of that year, I had, like, friends and stuff, and it wasn't so bad. But I did, like, 
you know, I would, I don't remember what the question you asked me. Uh, oh, was it hard to? Adapt? Oh yeah, just oh yeah. That, but I just, definitely when I was when I went through the period of being bullied, or even just the period where for some reason your friends just stopped talking to you out of nowhere oh, for a while, a like stuff like that. I, I just remember that, that feeling of just dread and the feeling of helplessness. Like I have to still go. Do I have to yeah. still go? Really? You know. And I would fake sick and stuff just so that I wouldn't have to face that feeling i think i was speaking of like being uncomfortable with your feelings that was just a really tough one yeah that was yeah there were there was a time i think in my junior year where there was like it was like my mom had gotten married and like and she and my stepdad went away and i was alone in the house and there was like this weekend that involved like a lot of zima (laughs) <laughs> and a lot of nitrous oxide and some like group making out. Guys, and for those so of you some- younger listeners, I <laughs> hope that you've heard the comedy buzzword Zima before because it truly is worthy of being a comedy buzzword. It was like kind of a wine cooler. I use it for a punchline always. It's a good one. When people yeah. don't get it, I know that I'm hanging out with but, people and, that are too And young. Zima sort of just tasted like a really watered down vodka tonic or something. I it was just like know. a bl- I don't clear. Even remember clear slightly boozy something i don't know. I remember i i mean i don't know it was yeah. like a 90s thing that i don't i don't remember what it tasted like yeah i think i'm right i remember the bottle correct me yeah i think that you are right i mean i don't yeah. know if you're right or not yeah remember, but. so you had a crazy weekend of zima, zima yeah and then and after that <laughs> yeah um so then after that there were some of the makeup partners that we all were felt very weird about each other after that so oh no do you um, have siblings no, I'm an only child. Me too. Really? Yeah. Not a lot. Uh, like, I know. There aren't a lot of us. Is it because your parents split pretty because soon after you? They didn't even really want to have me. Yeah. So uh-huh. that's um, kind of how. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were like, "Oops, okay." Yeah. Um. But yeah, I w- wish I had had siblings. That would have been fun. Did you feel that way then? Because I always say on the podcast, oh, yeah. I I never wanted that until like very recently. Am I like, oh man, it might be nice to have. You know, I look at my cousins on my mom's side who all, there are so many siblings in that family because my mom's side of the family is Mormon. And uh, and I'm like, oh, you guys just all, like they have each other and they, they spend time with each other. And I love my cousins, but I'm not that close to them. And I do think to myself like, oh, it'd be nice as my parents get older, especially since neither one of them ever remarried, mm-hmm. that it would oh, to yeah. have a support system, to have like a, a real support system that I don't, I don't really have for myself. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I when I was a kid, I really wanted a sibling. I really wanted a twin sister. I would sometimes go to school as my twin sister, Christine. Okay. I love what's <laughs> happening right now. I what was, like, was different about Christine? I mean, she wasn't twin. Her name was Justine. Oh, Justine. Okay. Um, because my name comes from these, um, this quartet of books, and Clea is the fourth book, and the first one is Justine. Interesting. So I was like, oh, this is good. This um, is good because the like the ten year olds at this place are really going to oh, know about Justine. that quartet that Lawrence Durrell quartet of books um, <laughs> but yeah I would go to school and just like people would be like hey Clea and then I would just pretend not that I didn't hear them <laughs> then I'd be like oh are you talking to me oh, I love it um, yeah, it's it, such, it seems like such an only child thing to do I wish that I would have thought to do that did Justine dress or look any different <laughs> no so it wasn't like you put on your Justine <laughs> you were dress tweet- or twins <laughs> Um, Did you know twins, like, growing up? I think I knew, like, one set of twins. People were always so fascinated by sets of twins. I know, it's interesting. 
it really is like it couldn't be more opposite than being an only child. That is the ultimate opposite. Not only do you have a sibling, but you have a sibling who looks and is the exact same age as you and probably has a lot of your qualities. Mm-hmm. I mean, no wonder you are fascinated by it. Yeah. It's so interesting. It is interesting. Um, but also must be that must be its own weird freak show. I have two of my really good friends are twins and like listening to them talk about it. I'm like, oh, that must be that is like. I mean, yeah, it does kind of sound like the opposite yeah. experience. It's interesting. And the feeling of being like the, I was, I think I was fascinated by twins just from, you know, I remember from a really early age for whatever broken reason that I have feeling like I needed to feel special for sure, mm-hmm. which is probably why I'm in this business. Right. And so <laughs> the idea of like a person of whom like I don't have anyone to compare myself with in my family per se, for me to struggle to want to feel special, I can't even imagine what you would feel like if you were a twin if there are any twin listeners out there i welcome you to (laughs) everybody knows i love to hear from the listener and uh and i would very much be excited about uh about the idea of uh a little uh twinage little twin background stuff (laughs) i do have some friends who are twins but once you have friends who are twins you don't want to grill them about being twins because then you're like probably everyone grills you about what it's like to be a twin i mean i feel like once you get to be an adult probably not so much i mean i have friends i have friends where i know one like i know them and they're like oh i have a twin sister or brother and i'm like oh that's cool but i never then we you're not like i need you to to produce that prove it (laughs) produce that twin immediately so that i can question them (laughs) um but you know like the the friends that i have that are twins like i usually like i forget that they're even related because i see them both like separately most of the time and then they're together i'm like oh right or they'll do something you know, like they'll have a mannerism like the other or like a facial expression like the other. And they're identical twins. Yeah. To me, they look nothing alike. But like, yeah, interesting. then it'll hit me and I'll be like, all right, you're, you know. I would say I know t- two sets of twins who are a little bit more in the public eye. One of them are, uh, one of them are, what? Um, one of the sets. James and John Richmouth are, twi- are identical twins and they're in this uh, comedy group in San Francisco called Casper Hauser and they're brilliant. And they are identical, but they really look different to me. Like mm-hmm. for sure, it's identical as a stretch. Mm-hmm. The Sklar brothers who are here in Los Angeles who are stand-up comedians, they really look like each other. Like really? Jason, Jay, Jay, Jason Sklar, he goes by Jay sometimes, but um, Jason has glasses and honestly, like if Randy put on a pair of glasses, I'm not sure. I don't know how well I do. That's that's identical. That's identical. When you've known someone for years and years and you still <laughs> feel like eh, it's possible I could be fooled. You know what? I actually do know two. I knew I know these brothers, these twin brothers. And I actually went on a date with one of them when I was very young. And I still to this day have zero idea which one and i feel bad because i'm like oh i like went on a date with this person and like made out with them and i have zero idea i'm always still like try to gate and i and i can't even gate i'm just and they're both you know whatever but like i can't i can't i just don't it's still a mystery i still have no every time i I just now i just avoid them because i don't know because i'm so embarrassed that like 17 years later i still you don't can't get like, it together you don't want to like not make eye contact with yeah. either and try to solve and be like remember yeah. when we went out yeah and then be looking into the air and hope one of them says yeah boy do i yeah i'll be like how's your brother what's your brother <laughs> and then i should just i should just start being like i don't know which one you are yeah i don't see them often enough we gotta call those to make guys. it a real problem 
We gotta call those guys. Immediatamente. Right yeah. Um, speaking of twins, weren't are Kim and Kelly Deal twins? They are twins. Did you like uh, the breeders? Breeders? Uh, yeah. Yeah, of course you did because yes. you like the pixies. And then the amps also. Yes, I yeah. loved the breeders. Yeah. I also loved... Did you go to concerts and stuff? Oh, yeah. You, yeah. I went to so many concerts. I do went you to, still go to concerts? I do. Not as many. Same as... I me. just saw the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs at the Glass House in Pomona. Ooh, that was great. Oh, my God. I think she is like the coolest girl on the She's planet. She's extremely cool. Oh, my God. I want She's to be extremely cool. so bad. Yeah. She's, She's so bad. really, really cool. I... I'm sure I've said this before, but I don't go to as many shows now. And the God's honest truth is like my back starts to hurt if I have to stand. Oh for yeah. Too long. I don't like standing for that long. It's rough. I never used to give it a second thought. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's been true for like 15 years. It's not like it's just recent. Like in my twenties, I was like, I'm too old for this shit. I know if I can't sit down, I'm pretty bummed out. Yeah. I'm pretty bummed out. What um, I am too. And I will pull, I'm not a string puller, but I will try to pull whatever string I can come up with at a show. If there's a chance someone knows someone or there's any way I can somehow, if I, not even really for the VIP quality, but just because there might be a chair. Yeah. Well, there were no chairs at the glass house, but there was like a railing that we were leaning yeah. on. Yeah. So that was nice. So it was some relief. What's the best? What not the best? Because that's a ridiculous question to put anyone on the spot about. But okay. what are uh, like? Do you have shows? Can you name a few shows that uh, you will always remember? Well, that one for sure. That one for sure. Um, and then, oh my god, I've seen so many amazing. Shows. Like I've seen the Pixies once, for example. I've never. And I seen saw them, them at like a like a draft house uh, off the U of A campus in Tucson with like a wooden floor that was like bouncing because everyone was dancing and I'll never forget. Everyone was so sweaty and I don't usually love that kind of environment. It was so claustrophobic, but something about it because the music is so good and it, and they were, it was such a small venue that everyone felt privileged. It was just one of those shows that I'll always remember. I feel like I, yeah, I mean, God. I mean, I remember seeing PJ Harvey at the Mayan Theater downtown. That's and such an I was, interesting theater. It's creepy. Hello, yeah. creepy. Um, and it, I think you had to be 21 to be on the floor. And I was 17 or something like that. And I somehow got down to the floor and I was in the front, just standing directly in front of her. Yeah. That was amazing. I saw Bjork. Like after her first record came out, like her f- solo record, and at this club that Prince had called Glam Slam, downtown, uh-huh. it's not there anymore, but it's just this t- tiny, tiny club. Seeing Bjork was amazing, and then I've yeah. seen her like a gajillion times since then. I've only seen her once, but it was when I saw the Sugar Cubes. Oh yeah, before they even opened for you too. A friend of mine just like knew everything and said, "There's a band that you have to see. They're Icelandic," and I was like, "What?" At yeah. thirteen. <laughs> And we drove up to Phoenix and saw them in a hotel ballroom. A hotel ball, like a double tree ballroom. That's amazing. And I was like, a UFO has come down and right? this person has gotten out and she is brilliant <laughs> and this is amazing. And so I'm that. glad that I saw that, but I do wish I would have seen her like by herself. I've just yeah, never seen her. She's pretty remarkable. Um, I saw one of Bikini Kill's last shows. Maybe it was their last show. I don't know. I don't. So maybe somebody knows, but it was at Jabberjaw, which isn't there anymore either. Which was this cool sort of like punk club mm-hmm. in LA. Did you ever go there? Mm-mm. 
Um, I've hardly gone. I mean, I've really gone to see stuff like the Henry Fonda, the Mayan. This is from when I was like a teenager. Yeah. Um, I've only been. I wouldn't go to somewhere like that now. I'm so too old for those places. (laughs) Also, everyone is so young in those places that I feel doubly old, and it's so loud. And where am I going to park my car? Yeah, is this still going to be there when I get back? Like all of those things are true. But uh, yeah, bikini. It was out. It was fucking nuts. The show. There were people like climbing on the walls, literally like trying just trying to get on the stage it was so insane and probably very dangerous yeah but it was that was amazing did you have uh crushes on like art singer songwriter artist types like that you would Ooh, think my crushes that i had um yeah, like i, I would say like, i had a crush on bjork i mean i can't imagine that who i wouldn't didn't. have a crush on bjork. yeah she's the cutest um i loved who did i love I had a big crush on this girl named Justine Fishman. I think that was her name. She was the lead singer of Elastica. Oh, yeah. She God, was so Elastica. Cool. She was the coolest. Ay, ay, ay. Um, I miss having crushes on bands. And I know that I've asked this on the podcast before, and I've had younger listeners say, yes, we t- I totally crush on bands. I totally still know everything about the bands that I love. Because I always complain and say, like, old lady Varney goes on mm-hmm. iTunes and, like, downloads a few songs and <laughs> then that's that. You know what I mean? Like, I love Frightened Rabbit. I'm, I have Frightened yeah. Rabbit on my mind right now because um, they're going to be uh, – see, I want to say, like, him because I think of one person as being Frightened Rabbit, but it's not like he's, like, up there alone with a guitar or anything. Um, but this is what I'm talking about. Like in the old days, I would know whether to say he or they are going to be here on Wednesday night, tomorrow night. I'm going to that show, right. and that's one of that was another thing I was going to ask you is is are there bands that like you'll get, like like the AAS or something like that where you'll get out and see them no matter whether or not like I when when Frightened Rabbit comes I gotta go when Andrew Bird comes I gotta go, um, but then there are people that I would have gone. Like, yeah, I'll go see, you know what I mean? Yeah. When I was younger and now I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's not, like, right. I, they're, they don't make the cut. For Are there people that I ha- would have to go see now? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but I mean, if PJ Harvey, because I haven't seen her play since I was, God, I was probably like 20. Yeah. She, does she tour anymore? She, she has not, album, she did said. not come here for her new record, which yeah. is so upsetting for me. I take it very personally. Um, <laughs> we got to get word to her. That I know. Upset. I literally Do you go to the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, I love the Hollywood Bowl. Like during the summer program. Yeah, I love series. it. Do I you go to Eighties so Night? I've never done that. Oh my god, do you it love fun? it? Because that's another show I'll never forget, and I never thought I would say that. Oh god, guys, I'm being so repetitive. I'm sure I brought this up before, but the B52s live. Oh, I don't fun? even listen to the B52s in my life. I don't. I mean, I, you know all the songs because you know all the songs. Yeah. Do they just have that one song that they play a lot? They have a million. Oh, no, yeah, you I know a lot of rock lobster. So probably yeah, I would rock know. lobster. I probably know you know, like Rome, if you want oh, to. Oh yeah, I know more than um, I think. I know. Go you ahead. know, uh, Love Shack, obviously. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like de- the Deadbeat Club, and there's there's they have, yeah. they have a lot of like songs that got played a lot on 120 minutes, and then got a lot of regular radio play, and. I the the 80s night last year was not this last summer but the summer before was the B52s and I think Berlin maybe Oh my god and um flock of C- no uh, uh 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 oh my god why am I blanking on them I uh, I can't believe I'm blanking on them um Human League oh. and 
Human League closed, but they never should have because the B-52s tore that shit up. I believe that. People were losing their minds. I da- I've danced more there at that show than I've probably danced at any concert in my life, and I didn't even know I gave a shit about the B-52s until I could not stop dancing. That's fun. I like that it when that happens. wonderful. I remember that happened. I mean, not with dancing, but like going to see a band that I was like, I don't care, was when um, Radiohead first started. And my friend was like, you have to come to the concert with me. This band is so good. And I was like, whatever. I don't want to go. What is it? Tuesday? Me? Uh. Yeah. And then she was like, just come. And I was like, fine. So I went and it was Radiohead. And I was just like, oh, oh, what is happening? Oh, OK. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> this band is amazing. They truly are. As- I saw them at. Was it the Hollywood Bowl? Yeah, the Hollywood Bowl. Did you? Yeah. Do you see? Because I saw them at the Greek for sure. Was it the Greek? I it was it a was couple. It was a few Bowl. years ago. I saw them probably five years ago at the Greek. But I think they played both, so you probably were at the Hollywood Bowl. Was I at the Hollywood Bowl? Obviously, it was mind blowing because I can't. Even, no, it was the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, it was the Hollywood Bowl for sure. I saw them at the Greek, and and this is true. My back was thrown out, <laughs> and I basically had to sit at amazing seats. Um, I mean, amazing seats. Again, if I've told the story, I'm so sorry, guys. I don't think I have, but um, I don't know why we had these seats. It was when I was with Chris. And we were there, and like next to me sat, um, and I hadn't lived in, in LA very long, but like Bill Hader was sitting next to me on one side, and then like Toby McGuire was sitting next to me on the other side, and then like Gwen Stefani's seats were like behind us, and I remember <laughs> thinking, this isn't right, like I should offer to trade with her, this is crazy, and my neck hurt so bad that I I was like, oh, I'm fine, because we have such great seats that we'll be able to see, you know, seated, and everyone stood for yeah. the entire show, despite the fact that there were seats, and I had to sit, and I was like looking at someone's back for the entire concert. I get really sad when people stand up at concerts for the whole it's show. I'm like, guys, I mean, especially, I feel like with Radiohead, there are songs you can sit down. For sure Just sit down, are. take it in, like, we don't have yeah. to stand all the time. Tom York understands, he's a genius, no. like, he knows you think he's a genius, like, I agree. take a seat. I agree. If I, when, I am a very, very famous rock star, I am going to tell people that. I'm just going to be like, guys, sit down, it's I'm cool. going to need you all yeah, to take your seats. have a seat. seat. Oh, have a seat. If you could be, listen, I'm using this to segue right into my game of mash. I don't know if I warned you that we play mash on the show. Oh, you didn't. But uh, we do. And if you could, I'm going to start it. Um, don't let me forget that I have to send you the information for that thing and that I have to go to that flea market you told me about because I just flipped the page. Okay. Um, Okay, so this is, I'm going to do some, we like to do some categories. Did you ever play this in school? Did I? Pl- I've played it as a grown adult. Oh, that's good to hear. You might be the only person I know who's been playing it recently. Really? Um, well, not recently, but probably within the last year I've played MASH. Oh, it's I need fun. to be a part of these crowds that, you're, that are playing <laughs> MASH. Uh, most people are like, oh my God, I haven't played that in forever. So let's say you are uh, a rock star, but okay. like real quick, we're just going to like sub you out with, you know, you are PJ Harvey or you are oh, blank. Who PJ would you want to be? What are your, th- what are three choices of people you'd want to be? If I was P- PJ Harvey, who or just like, would want to be? No, like, oh, uh, people I would yeah, yeah. Be. You know, it's funny. I was having this conversation with someone the other day that I was like, I don't want to trade places with anyone. I know. Like I used to want to trade places with Karen O and like PJ Harvey. All right. You know, I'll tell you what, then they're your like super close friend. They're my, oh, somebody to be, like, really good friends with? Yeah. PJ Harvey. Great. 
yesterday. What if you were like, was, not PJ Harvey after all this? No, I want to be friends with PJ Harvey. I want to be friends with Karen O. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you do. Um, and I want to be friends with. I feel like a, a mother figure would be nice. Who would that be? Who's a good mother figure? Like a Chrissy Hind or like a... Oh, Chrissy. Annie Lennox. Oh, there you go. That would be a good mother She's figure for me. Yes. That is a good mother figure. Well done. <laughs> um, what about uh, other cities to live in? Um, can be as impractical as you want because this is just okay. a game of fantasy. I have my brain. I'm so practical, though. My mind is very logic oriented um maybe austin yeah great city i love austin good one new york probably Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then somewhere i just wrote ny ny i wrote new york new york instead of just ny what is wrong with me um you're thorough um then maybe portland i love portland i love oregon Oregon. have you ever been to portland maine no but i bet it's beautiful right isn't everything I've never in Maine been there, beautiful? but I'm sure that it is too. I'd like to go. I'd like to go to Maine. Um, how about a vacation destination you've never been to, but might be on the list? Like three of those. Oh, Bali mm-hmm. seems fun, right? Or where's the place where you can have those rooms where you're over the ocean? Oh, like where the sort think? of like stilt, stilt. Yeah, uh, where do they do that? Is that Fiji? Maybe. Yeah, I bet there's they have that in Fiji. I'd rather go to Bali. No, I want to go to both. Can you? Can they be yeah, kind of the same place because they're both tropical? Well, you get two. You get three total. Do you? I wanna, know, but yeah, I don't feel like that's, there's all right. I'm combining Bali better. and Fiji. That's okay. fair. Well, a vacation. I've always wanted to drive across the country, and I know that's not yeah. like one place. But no, that's I'll count a vacation that. Across I'll count country, that cross country road trip. That's a very evocative this uh, country, America. Image. Yep. Road then trip. USA. I would like to travel all around. Um, ugh, there are so many countries I want to travel all around, but I guess. Um, maybe Spain, because mm-hmm. I've never been there. I've never been to Spain either. And it feels like with some of the other European countries I've been to, I should have been to Spain. I just never have. Like, I was going to say Italy because I love Italy and I love everything Italian, but I've been there. Yeah. And I've been to several places in there, but I'd like to go back to there. And you've worked at Fabs. And I've worked at Fabs, so I have a lot of experience. It's almost like you didn't even need to go to Italy because you had no, worked at I Fabs. No, I didn't. I, was, I wasn't going to go. I was, was like, like this is a waste of time. Yeah. But <laughs> a waste of time. I had, uh, I had to go. I had professional yeah. reasons to be there. So I understand. Like, I guess so. I understand. Let's go down the superpower road. Three okay. superpowers. Oh, stopping time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good one. Um... I used to think that I wanted to wish that I could read uh, people's minds, but I think that that would be really unpleasant. I think so, too. I think it's good that we can't read each other's minds. I think so, too. I'm not even sure what that would accomplish. You know what's terrible is when I think about superpowers. For people with trust issues, I think. I think it is. And I think also for – I think when I go down the superhero road – the little kid in me wants to get away with stuff. And yeah. that just seems like I'd end up getting my feelings hurt versus like, be, honestly, when I think about being invisible, I hate to admit this, but it's still tied to like, and then I could rob a bank, which is like, right. 
It's terrible. But, but if you stop time, you could rob a bank. No problem. That's a really good point. Stopping I mean, time is very... It's it satisfies a lot. lot. It's almost like having like multiple wishes. Yeah, but I do need two more. Um, multiple wishes is not a superpower, right? But I have stopping time. Yeah, I don't want to be greedy. Not being greedy is. <laughs> um, I guess flying. I know I always so do the same boring. thing like I will sort of roll my eyes over it but I mean come on that would be amazing if you could fly but why be. is it that it's like if I asked somebody what they're and they said flying I'd be like come on yeah you'd roll your eyes too do you, but do you have dreams that you can fly still so, I used to have them floating. so much more when I was younger and it makes me sad floating mm-hmm. interesting because I have dreams now I don't usually have flying dreams but I do have dreams that I can kind of bound like I'm sort of yeah, bouncing, like I'm, I can't believe how high I'm yeah. bouncing as I'm running. And it's interesting that like, if you would feel more free as a, as a young person, it does, seems like it makes some sort of stupid psychological sense. Speaking of eye rolling, that like, if you're dreaming that you're bounding, you're more tethered to the ground because you're an adult with responsibilities and stress. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That it would be like, well, the most I can hope for now is just like the, some bounding, some yeah. bouncy bounding. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember if I had a flying dream. I had the bouncy bounding and floating, weird floating. I don't know if I'm I just float like, very I'll, much. I'll like, do a thing. I mean, I don't know even yeah. know what the thing is, but then it makes me like float up in the air, and then I'm like, oh, sometimes I get super high up there, but it's never. You know but I, I always think I'm have aware. Floating too. Now that you bring that up, it's a kind of a hot air balloon feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm always aware that it's not going to last forever. Yeah, so me too. I don't know what that means. Something. Oh my god! My subconscious this is being like, don't enjoy life too now. much. <laughs> Get your feet you on the ground, idiot. Enjoy it oh, while it lasts. Oh, that's um, interesting. Maybe it's maybe that is your my subconscious's way of trying to get me to be in the moment to appreciate it while it's happening because it's not going to last forever. Which is kind of an amazing. I mean, I think a lot of in, a lot of dream interpretation. I know it is, but a lot of dream interpretation kind of is like. I had, I had, I did have one therapist who was way more into dream interpretation than anyone else I've ever had. And I do feel like one of the things that she would say is, you know, it's not about what it means to everyone. It's about as you're sitting here telling me about it and you're dissecting what you think it might mean, that's what it means. Right. Because you're, whatever lesson you're trying to like, you know, dissect is Mm -hmm. that's what's significant to you. Yeah. So you totally just figured it out. Yeah. And you're getting paid a thousand dollars to do this. I, know, I mean, this I can't believe it. You're totally and familiar. that free. Artwork. Oh, I still need one more. Oh, one more superpower. Yeah. Mm. Be cool if you could like turn How- one thing into something else. Is there a superpower where you can protect the people you love from ever getting? Oh, first of all, there is now because that is gorgeous. <laughs> I'm gonna put protector. <laughs> Well, like some sort of like that you can like, what would it be called? Like that you could put almost like force fields or whatever mm-hmm, around. Mm-hmm. Love someone. shield. Love shield. Okay. We got it. Love shield. I recently had an, exp- I mean, this is, maybe this is really like, maybe I shouldn't say these things out loud, but like I had an experience where I was like, was so like became so panicked that something had happened to someone that I love very, very much that I and I've had never had that before where I was and then I was like oh my god something bad could happen like I don't want to say this stuff I don't want to say it out loud but it's just the thing of like I I don't know there are like people I don't know just like feeling like you want to like 
I don't know. I'm not articulating it. No, very I well, think you I, like, are. the recognition, the recognition of how much someone means to you. Yeah. And just having a moment of Oh, le- things happen. Things can happen and and I would never want them to happen oh, to I don't someone. I hate this. It's making me mean. sick even yeah. thinking about it. I feel sick. All right. You know but what? I imagine you it's like shield. what it must feel like to have like have a child, you know, yeah. and like be like loving this little thing so much and wanting to do everything you could to just like protect it. I think that's I think that's a really really I think that you hit the nail on the head. I think you've unlocked a feeling that mostly only parents feel. I think that you have because I would totally agree with that. I think everything you just described sounds like it is. It's that unconditional fierce love. Yeah. And I love that you're you can experience that with someone that you didn't give birth to, you know, yeah. or that's not part of you in that way or that you're not a parent. I shouldn't say give birth to. Obviously, you can feel that way as an adoptive parent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that familial. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love Love Shield. I think that's quite gorgeous. Yeah, Love Shield. Um, what about um, when you've played MASH recently, were there categories that you got excited about? Like, are you the kind of person that gets excited about like what kind of like a vehicle, like dream vehicles or like, Oh, I don't care. I'll, pre- I'll yeah. probably drive a Prius for the rest of my life. Yeah. Unless they come out with a different hybrid that's better. What about like a style of clothing? It can even be from like a different era. Like, is there anything like that where you're like, I, I mean, kind of wish I could, you know, I, what I really wish is that I wish that I still had like all of the incredible, like, clothes like t-shirts mainly that mm-hmm. i had that i've had throughout the years that i have so so few of them have survived okay i gotta create a category where you get all those t-shirts back yeah a category where i get all my cool old t-shirts back or what else will we put in that category um i probably have had so many cool pairs of shoes like yeah. basically where i could get back you get all, all my your cool old stuff. shoes nope I, you got to divide into categories you okay. get back your old t-shirts or you get back your old shoes or i get back I wish I still had. I can't. There was a bunch of records that I used to have that I just don't oh, even know yeah. what happened to them. Damn it. I feel like my whole life has been this. I mean, but that's fine. Like every time I move, I get rid. Like I basically don't don't have anything. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I just like get like rid of anything because I don't like having stuff. Yeah. Um, but then I get rid of things that I wish I still had. Do you have, is there anything like old letters or like something from someone that gave, probably, someone gave you something that you kind of wish like, oh, it'd be nice if I still had that. I f- I f- I'm sure I have those things. I'm sure I do have those things somewhere, but I feel very like confused about what to do with things like that or like things from my childhood. Yeah. You know, all that like school stuff or things that like were my mom's, which I'm just like, you know, cause my mom's, you know, my mom passed away like eight years ago or something like that. So, and I have all the stuff of hers and I'm just like, what do I do with, do you this? have it in storage or do you have it? At no, home? I have it at my house, but like, yeah. it's not so much of it, but I have all this stuff where I'm just like, what am I going to do with my mom's passport? But I'm not going to get rid of it. Yeah. You know? And then, but then what does it become? And then eventually I'm going to die and like, people are going to have to go through my stuff and then yeah. what are they going to do with it? And then they have like two people. <laughs> And they, they're Two like, what are they going to do? And then they're going to be like, oh, I feel bad. I don't want to throw away their, like, childhood drawings. Like, you know, it's just such a, but what are those things? And we yeah. ultimately like assign the significance to them and like make them important. What if we, what if for the third element of the category, we create an alternate dimension where that stuff lives, where you don't ever have to worry about what to do with it and you don't have to get rid of it. Oh, okay. Alternate dimension. Because I do need some more closet. My closet space is limited. Like what I could put my stuff in there too that i'm just like yeah okay. you slide it all into just the slide alternate it all into that like the like 
endless storage Talk facility. about a weight off. Yeah, just like a it. nice weight off. Okay, so we've got our alternate dimension where anything can go. Um, let's do, for our final category, let's do uh, foods. I'm going to hate to push this on you because this is like, but I do love this category. I like it. Foods that you wish that you could that you could just eat as much as you want of. It's not even about getting fat or health or anything like that. But it's like even something you would just never get sick of, like the, the the superpower, magical power of it is like, even though eventually, you know, you would get sick of it in real life, in this reality, you don't ever get sick of it. Um, okay. I feel like there's so many things. Um, definitely cheeseburgers and French fries. They go together. So it's kind of the same totally. thing. A cheeseburger French fry meal. Got it. And then maybe pizza. Fab's pizza? Fab's does have really good pizza, but all pizzas. Yeah. Mainly all pizzas. I know. There's a reason that pizza is the cliche of everyone so loves pizza good. because guess what? It's, it's delicious. Good. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like there should be like a sweet thing on there. Like a, like some, maybe some kind of, this is hard. Sweet stuff is hard because I think sweet stuff, it's easiest to imagine getting sick of it. So the idea is like, I have to think about stuff that I normally would get too oh, sick of, but I then I can eat forever. Chocolate chip cookies. Oh, Chocolate God. chip cookies are like my favorite thing. If I could eat them chewy? every day. I don't love chewy. You like them crunchy. I don't like, I don't, I, I do like them a little bit chewy, yeah. but my favorite one is from the Rose Cafe in Venice. They have the best chocolate chip cookie in the world that I have literally gone there to get. I live in Hollywood and I will drive. I have driven to be clear. To we are talking about Venice, California. California. <laughs> no, I mean Italy. <laughs> You've driven all the way, driven way, all the way there. Love my it. car on the ferry. Love it. Love weeks, it. I just disappear. People are afraid. They put up signs. No one knows where I am. This girl loves those cookies. I love those cookies. She loves those cookies. Okay, I'm going to pause it, do the math, come back, and uh, announce this ridiculous future. Okay. Okay, I am very excited to announce. Now, this is kind of a big deal because there aren't a lot of these in uh, the city proper, but apparently you live in a beautiful house in New York, New York. Oh, I do? So... Congratulations. I would have expected maybe an apartment or a shack for New York. not for me. A house. Probably not a mansion, but a house. A house. That sounds nice. I don't need a mansion. In New York, in the city. Where is it, do you think? The village? Lower East Side? Oh, that would be nice. The village is just so beautiful. What about, what's that area that I like? What's like, is it the West Village? That's kind of like above Tribeca. Where is that? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's above Tribeca. Yeah, I, I mean, Soho is kind of above Tribeca too, but yeah, the West Village, it's so beautiful, so beautiful. like so green yeah, and the brick. That. And that's where my house is. You should come uh, over. I definitely will come over. There's okay. no question about that. I'm a little worried that I might stop by when you're in Bali slash Fiji. Oh, no. In oh, which case I'll have to jump in a plane and head over to your uh, place with stilts over the water. <laughs> So um, hopefully that won't happen. The one thing that I can look forward to, though, is that if I do make that trip, I know nothing's bad is going to happen to me because oh. you have the blessed power of the love shield. Oh, I'm really happy. And I just assigned myself uh, being someone that you love enough. I would give the you love the love shield. shield. So I have the love shield, as do every person that you care about. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful superpower. Mm-hmm. I, but also, I can take it away, so people should, <laughs> should be nice. It's not. It's not the unconditional love shield. <laughs> The choosy <laughs> yeah. subject to your mood. The conditional love, love shield. shield. <laughs> I love the condition. 
unconditional love shield. Oh, can she didn't text me back. I texted Janet. She didn't text me back. Taking the love shield off, and I'm not going to tell her. Gone. And she's going. She was going off road. uh, She's going like in little. What do you call those? My God, why am I blanking? Thank you, ATV. I don't know what I was going to say. I just want to do that again because I was drinking. I was like, are you doing it again? No, it was fake that time. Um, Which only leaves us with two more categories to reveal. Uh, For one thing, I want to congratulate you on getting all of your old shoes back. (laughs) Thank you so much. You're welcome. Heartiest of congratulations. I can't wait to see them all. Yeah, I worked really hard. So this really. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think if I have that many shoes I would want back. I'm afraid maybe I don't. There are no shoes I would want back. I might hate all my old shoes that I got rid of. Um, And last but not least, it's a favorite of many a person. You can eat as much pizza as you want (gasps) for the rest of your life. That's exciting. Congratulations on everything. Who's my friend, though? Who's my friend that I get to be? Oh, my God. I totally forgot to tell you. It's not that big of a deal. It's only PJ Harvey. Oh, really? What? Oh, she's coming. Is she coming over tonight for a pizza? Um, I'm not sure because I know jo- James L. Brooks is coming over to your house, <laughs> so it's possible that James L. Brooks and PJ Harvey well, are both and coming PJ, over. It's a cute thing. Yeah, you're oh. right. Oh, JB and P- JB. PJ. JB and PJ. Yeah. So confusing. That's why JLB. I mean, we should say JLB. 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 We got to start calling people by their uh, initials. I mean, I go by JV. It's the JV Club. So CD, I want to thank you so much. My pleasure, JV. For doing the uh, for doing the podcast. Thanks for the love shield. I won't screw anything <laughs> up. I'm desperately afraid of you getting rid of the love shield. Because when I me, take so. it off, I won't tell you. You'll think oh, it's still man. there, but. Yeah, I got I this invincibility thing. I, I can't let it go to my head because yeah, I no. never know. You never know. It's not invincibility. Oh, man. In- invincibility at my discretion. Oh, so. God. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, I got a lot of uh, personal improvement to do because I don't want to let CD down. No. But uh, this is JV and CD signing off for the podcast. I think you. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. And uh, I have to leave or we have a lot more we want to talk about. So it's possible that we will be coming back on the podcast, guys. So uh, hang tight till then. Don't breathe until then. <laughs> Bye. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.